0: Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Hot Off the Mess. I am your host, Samantha Bush, and it's just a little bit of a solo up today. You know, it's Thursday. I'm going to be recapping Miami, but also going to go through a lot of the Bravo headlines that we have this week. Also, I'm going to give some of my thoughts on Prince Harry's book, Spare, and I'm going to talk The traders. I'm halfway through The traders So far, absolutely obsessed. Um... Yeah, I went to just a little quick update. I went to the lady doctor yesterday, so this is just a reminder for the girlies out there to make sure that you guys are getting checked and to be healthy and happy and and all of that. You know, we um, we're healthy queens. Um, I did get weighed, and that was and I made the huge mistake of looking down at the scale. It was worse than I thought. Like I knew it wasn't good, but it, it was worse than I thought. It was not, just isn't where I want to be, but that's neither here nor there. Um, okay, let's just jump right into it. So earlier this week, Andy Cohen was getting interviewed on CNN, and they were talking about Housewives, of course, Bravo, what he's done with the network, and of course, Jen Shaw gets brought up, and he... Basically, he gets put on blast for saying that back in November, he wishes that Jen, his hope is that Jen doesn't get any jail time. Um, And he at first was a little flustered and he was like, no, 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 like, I don't think I said that before she pled guilty. Well, he said it afterwards and he was a little taken off guard. It was kind of fun to watch Andy sweat a little bit, I have to tell you. Um, And then he went on to kind of clarify his statement, which... I don't know. I feel like, you know, he understands that she was, you know, she pled guilty and everything. But I think he was just hopeful that like she wouldn't have to go to prison, not necessarily because he likes her, but just due to like her family um, and the fact that she has kids. But I mean, as we know, she is going to be sentenced in February and she's kind of not holding back on social media in the way that I think that she should. Um, she's really going balls to the wall. She's been posting selfies, being like, "Ready for my close up? Ready for my interview?" It's like, babe, you're—that's not how I would be acting. But go off. Um, I'm really ready to close the chapter to Salt Lake City, not permanently, but they do definitely need to regroup. I've been hearing rumors that Salt Lake City is going to have a three-part reunion, and when I heard this, I wanted to slam my head through a fucking wall. I—I I would. I can't even explain to you how frustrated I'm getting with Bravo headquarters specifically because none of it is like making sense. I talked about it last week on the podcast and like the more I sit with it, the more I just like don't get it is this idea that like New York City had a bad season. I understand. They had a bad season. It was a flop. It was low ratings. I, I got it. But there has been so many shows on this network who have, I think, done worse um, and who doesn't have that loyal of a fan base, who keeps coming back, and I just kind of don't really get what they're doing. Like, what is the problem? What is the holdup? Like, why can't we just get Roni going? Um, I know that the women are asking, I think, for uh, too much money, allegedly, but... I don't know. I just I feel like give them what they fucking want. They literally built the, they they're part of the the foundation of this network and housewives. New York City is like just that fucking bitch. Like you just love New York. Everybody loves New York. It's it's a staple. And the fact that it's missing, I just feel like we're, you know, a pillar of our community is missing. Then um, I really need them to get their shit together. So, really unexpected feud coming is Jacqueline and Melissa. So, Jacqueline Lorita posted on Instagram. She was replying to some com- some comments, and she was putting Melissa Gorga on blast. And I'm not really sure where this is coming from. What is stirring this up all of a sudden? I never thought that Jacqueline had like a huge problem with Melissa. If anything, I thought that she was more team Melissa at the very end than team Teresa. I do know that obviously her and Teresa had like a very deep friendship, unfortunately, and no longer. But so she said that Melissa Gorga is good at lying and she's a liar. And she also said that um, allegedly Melissa said that Caroline is too old and too boring for housewives. And I think this is coming out because Jacqueline, you know, Caroline is joining Girls Trip 4 and maybe Melissa is like being more friendly to her than normal. And Jacqueline, I think this was like triggering. I'm not really sure. I don't know why Jacqueline's getting involved. Um, Jacqueline, I believe, lives in Florida. So there's no chance of her coming back. So I don't really get what the fuck she's doing. Um that I just found really interesting. I always loved the Jacqueline, the Jacqueline of it all. Her last season was tough. And I think she just was like, the woman was going through so much personally with Nicholas that I don't think anyone ever really gave her enough like grace for that. Honestly, like I know that she kind of lost her mind. But Jacqueline wasn't entirely wrong at times when it came to Teresa. She was dealing with Nicholas's autism diagnosis. He wasn't being, you know, he wasn't verbal. He wasn't speaking. I mean, that is so fucking hard. And I think we should have given her like a little bit of a break. But I do also think maybe she sh- she should just be done with housewives. I mean, obviously she is, but I meant at the time. Um, I just thought that that was really interesting that she's now getting in the mix for some reason. Also, Rita has been going on interviews sprees. She's pulling a Prince Harry. She's burning it all to the ground. She just can't seem to stop herself, Um, which is kind of what I expected. I didn't think she would go away quietly, but she allegedly not allegedly, what am I talking about? She said verbatim that Sutton Strack will need to put in more work next season. She feels that Garcelle and Sutton really play to the fans and aren't their real real selves. And with Lisa Rinna gone, they're going to have to really show the people who they are. And I have to just disagree with Rena, not in the sense that I don't think Garcelle and Sutton are like 100% authentic on camera because I do think that they play to the fans um I think they all do but you know that's that's the name of the game and uh but I think Sutton works like I think Sutton shows the fuck up she's the only one that challenged Erica she's the only one that challenged challenges Lisa she was the one that really holds people you know, their feet to the fire, and uh, like, what more can you want from a housewife? Like, she shows up, and she just doesn't show up in the way that Lisa Rinna, I think, wanted her to, because obviously, Lisa Rinna got fired. Sutton is still on the cast. Also, Crystal is coming back, which I'm really excited for, because that argument between her and Kyle was so, not, I don't want to say unexpected, but in a way, it was, because like, just to see them get so mad. It's like, what's really going on here? What is what is the truth, as Oprah would say? So I just can't wait to see how that all unfolds. That will be really good. I hope we get another, I hope we get some more friends up. Kyle was going around talking crazy, saying that she wants Chrissy Teigen to join the cast. Get the fuck out of here. Absolutely not a goddamn chance in hell. Not because I hate Chrissy Teigen, but because I don't want her on Housewives. I want just a rich Woman of you know who's a part of society, I don't want an actress. Um, I always say I feel like Jennifer Flavin would be a really good housewife. Um, she's married to Sylvester Stallone, and I just think that would be a really interesting dynamic. And I know that she kind of hangs around in the same circles, she's super wealthy, she's super beautiful, she just like got that that bitch energy. If you go to her Instagram, but she also seems like ni- I don't know. I I mean, who the fuck am I? Um yeah. Also, let's talk about sp- Spare. Let's talk about Spare. I talked about it on this week's episode of Crown Jewels with Lex Nico. It was such a fun episode. We really got into it. I mean, but there's so many things running through my mind. And I don't want to talk about the things everybody else is already discussing, which is like the Elizabeth Arden lotion on the dick um if you don't know what i'm talking about just google it harry put lotion on his dick and said it smelled like his mom it was really weird and the fact that this had gone through many people to be approved and you know they all greenlit this is fucking crazy uh like no one for one second was like hmm maybe we don't do that like it's weird. It's Freudian. It's weird. I don't, I didn't like it. Um, But so the book overall, let me give you my thoughts. Well, I did get it in large print, like a fucking clown. It's 700 pages. The back of the book, uh, you know, like where they just have like the synopsis of like what you can expect, how it's like usually just like, you know, a paragraph. Mine looks like it's an entire, it's, it fills up the entire back page. I'll post a picture of it on Instagram. It's embarrassing, but yeah, I mean it's like a hef- it's hef- it's like the Bible. It really is. That's how heavy it is. Um, so I have my little tabbies because I'm in my op in my Oprah era, and I mean there's a lot of detail in the book, and I think he could have maybe scaled back. It was a little, it was a lot at times. Like it was just um, going in chronological order of. Every event in his life, literally starting like his birth, basically. And I do appreciate that he, uh, like, will bring up, like, this is just my recollection of events. You know, I'm not saying, you know, this is 100% fact. Like, this is just my memory, how I, you know, internalized everything. So I do appreciate that. But I mean, it just kind of goes on and on and on and on and on. And I mean, where to begin? Fun fact that he dropped, and I don't know why this is not a headline, but Princess Diana had a waterbed. And I feel like that should be discussed more. Like, what a fun, crazy girl. Like, I know that it was the thing to do back then, but to have a waterbed in Buckingham Palace is like kind of iconic, if you ask me. And William and Harry love to jump on it. Um, but something I found really interesting was when he talked about his anxiety he talked about how it would, st- how he started deducing like when his anxiety would start to come into play when he would go to like events and speaking engagements and stuff like that. Is it would start when he would put on a suit? Like that was that was the thing. Like he would start to put a suit on and he would just be filled with so much anxiety and stress and start sweating and like not being able to think and like his words would get all jumbled up and that just made me realize like him putting on that suit for his mother's funeral and having to do, you know, walk behind her casket for the entire world, I think was so traumatizing. And I don't understand, like, why people are acting like him having PTSD and, like, the relationships that he had with his family who were not equipped to handle this level of grief in a young child. Like, he had to help strangers mourn the loss of his mother like that's so fucked up and well I mean we all love Princess Diana I, I mean these boys had no privacy they had no they had nothing and they were really the first royals you know their generation that had this relationship with the press because back in like 1940 and 1950 and 1960 it, it wasn't like that they their kids weren't doing photo ops with the press. There wasn't, they weren't slinging headlines. It it wasn't like this. And so it just makes me so sad. And what he's, I think, is trying to like drive home is that his family is just imprisoned and trapped in this institution that's so archaic. And he like doesn't understand why they don't see that. And I said this on Crown Jewels, and I mean it sounds ridiculous. When I say it right now, but I full wholeheartedly believe this, is that he's pulling a Chris and Doughty. So when Chris and Doughty, or Doughty, excuse me, Chris and Doughty, when she had it in her mind that Ariana and Tom were having some sort of affair and that they fucked, she went to the edges of the fucking earth to prove that this happened. She was going on and on and on in a way where it's like it doesn't even matter anymore if they fucked because you look insane. And I think Harry needs now to take a little bit of a break because I'm worried that that's kind of what's going to happen. Excuse me. I'm worried that that's kind of what's going to happen with him. Um, If he keeps going on these interviews and talking about his family, saying that, I mean, he's going around saying that there could be a second book. There's more material. He's saying he left so much stuff out because he doesn't want to damage, you know, his family too much. I'm like, dude, the damage has been done. These people don't even hug. They're not going to give a fuck about you anymore. It's I mean, it's unfortunate, but that's like, you know what you're doing. And he keeps trying to make his family into something that they're just not. And that's the truth of it. Um, I really enjoyed like honestly reading the I know that I said that he went kind of on and on, on at some points in like painstaking detail, but there was stuff that I enjoyed hearing about, like I said, the Diana's waterbed, like how he felt when he would walk around like the grounds and like what everything meant to him and bowing at Queen Victoria's statue. Like I like that stuff, too. I, I think that in the context when you read the book, the headlines that were made are actually not that big of a deal. They're really fleeting, and they he follows every every headline quote up with like something that kind of doesn't make it as salacious. Um, I again, I do think the Elizabeth Arden lotion dick rubbing was very weird. Um, but yeah, it was. It's an interesting book. I. I would recommend it. i I Lex did the audiobook. She said it was like she would like disassociate at times because he would just go on and on and on. But that's how I feel about the book. Um, I'm really honestly proud that Megan has not really said too much. uh since the book came out. I don't think she said anything. She hasn't been seen anywhere. I think that that's the best the best way to play it. Um, okay, enough about that. I want to um, I want to get into Real Housewives of Miami. So this week we had no Salt Lake City. We kind of got a little reprieve from them, which is fine. We're gearing up for the reunion next week. I'm excited for that. I know. Oh, by the way, Potomac did film their reunion today. I think that they all wore blue from Dave Quinn's tweet. He always likes to kind of drop a little like secret nuggets. They're really fun. They're like little Easter eggs. Um, so that's really exciting, but so I want to talk Miami. So we leave off at the party, Alexi's party for Frankie, and you know Larsa is just dropping bombs. She's throwing grenades. She's leaving no one left in her wake. Like she, so the the root of her issue with Nicole is that Nic- she felt Nicole judged her before knowing her. She said you know, you judged me. You didn't want to have me over at your house because you didn't know me. And Nicole's like, well, why is that weird? And what Nicole, I think, is missing is that there's reading between the lines. Like, you are in a TV show. This woman has filmed this show before. This woman has known these women for over 10, 20 years. If you're going to be on a show with her, you're going to have to invite her to your house. Like, that's just the name of the fucking game. And so I got what Larsa was saying. But instead of just trying to say that, she, of course, then brings up that she's heard rumors that Nicole has fucked every doctor in the hospital. Now, Larsa, I love you, girl, but this is not it. I mean, I enjoy it because it's so housewives. Like if you just take it in the context of a show, a reality show, like the things we've seen on the show are absolutely batshit insane. Um And I get why Nicole is upset, which I'll get to. But like. I just wish that Nicole was like you. I wish that Nicole would be able to see Larsa from her perspective, like from Larsa's perspective a little bit before Larsa had to throw the grenade, you know, I'm not saying what Larsa did was right by any means. Um, But and I got to tell you, like, I do appreciate that Larsa's like getting things moving on this show, like. I'm sorry. I mean, I was talking about it with Chris Lewis today and he goes, Nicole needs to realize you're not just on the show to like wear pretty outfits and like show off your money. Like that's not what this is. You have to get in the fucking mix. And she for me, this season has kind of taken a step back. Um, So I am excited to see her get activated. I'm excited to see her yelling at people. You know, sending that invitation was so fucking funny to me. And what the funniest part was was Gertie's reaction was when Larsa gets this invitation and Gertie goes, Oh my God, I hope I got one too. Like I'll be really upset if I didn't get a pretty invitation like this. And it's like, babe, this is a disinvitation. But I do want to talk about Anthony. I do not fuck with Anthony. I like Nicole. Like, I don't hate her. I don't really have strong feelings about her. I don't know what I said last week. Who fucking knows? But I. that's how I feel today. And Anthony is just a big fucking loser. I don't like when men get so in the mix that they start talking about other women's looks. I don't think that that's fucking cool. I understand that his wife feels hurt, that his wife feels, you know, she's, you know, Disparaging my professional reputation. I understand that, but you don't have to talk about her looks. You don't have to talk about her plastic surgery because, babe, look at the group you're in. No offense. Like, you're not around like a bunch of like Julias, you know, who put raspberries on their faces. You're one of the women in your group was married to Miss Dr. Miami. Like, so to slink insults, like, oh, look at you. You're so fake. You have a fake ass, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, that's so gross. Like, get the fuck out of the mix, Anthony. It's just not doing what he thinks he's doing. And I think he wants to protect his fiance, but it's not working for me. It's giving Patricia, a.k.a. um, Oh, my God, Peter. I almost called him Pat. Peter energy. Like, it's just nasty. It's nasty. It's not fun. I think, you know, he could have been like, Yeah, babe, like, it's awful. I can't believe she did that. But to start being like, well, why doesn't she change her last name? She hasn't earned anything in her life, blah, 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 blah. It's like, well, she's not going to change her last name from Pippin because she was also married for 25 years. She also has three kids one of them which is still in high school like she's just not gonna fucking do that none of these women have done that so chill the fuck out and back the fuck off is what I have to say I don't like this man I don't like him he's got a weird energy I don't I don't care what anybody says last year I liked him this year not so much um I didn't like his reaction uh to Lisa being late like I I don't know he just seems like a pompous dick um And I will be the one to say it. I think the fact that they got engaged is weird. Okay, she her entire personality and the reason, honestly, why I liked her so much last year is because of her takes on modern relationships. She's like, why do I have to get married? Like that's not something I want to do. I've been married before. It's just not something I want. Look at look at Anthony and I. We're so happy. We don't need to get married. And guys, guess what? She still doesn't have a wedding date. It's feeling Gretchen Rossi Honestly, like w- you got engaged for the show and that is what all the women think because it's just it, the timing was weird. It just didn't make any sense. You can't go on and on and on about how you don't want to get engaged, then get engaged and do an entire People magazine spread. It just doesn't make fucking sense. I'm sorry. It doesn't make sense. I like her. I appreciate what she brings to the show, but I do not like her husband or her fiance at all. I don't like when men talk about women's looks like that. It's not fun. It's not cute. It's not sexy. It's not. And that's what you're here for. You know who would never do that? Gertie's husband. Gertie's husband would never do that. You know who else wouldn't do that? Todd. Okay. Maybe Todd would, but not on camera because he's smart. He's a smart man. It's just like, shut the fuck. Oh, God. It just made me so mad because I'm like, and for Nicole's insult to be uh, that Larsa has a fake face and she's got a fake ass, like, okay, your tits aren't real. You have Botox. Sure, you have your lips done. Look at the other women in the group. Like, are you going to say that about them? Like, why do you think you're so much better? It's like, that is the problem that they have with her. And by them, I mean, like, Alexia and Marisol. Like, that's their issue. It's like, she has this sense of entitlement. And she thinks that she doesn't. But like, it's, it's she does. And I don't understand, like, why I feel like I'm the only one that, like, is seeing this or talking about it. If you guys feel differently, please let me know. I I like her, but and I I trust me. I understand where she's coming from when it comes to Larsa. You know, she's allowed to feel the way that she feels. She's allowed to disinvite her from the party for sure. But what I don't fuck with is the whole like you know body shaming. You know, because it's like, well, people, where are the people who are up in arms about when Candace mentions Ashley's forehead? Where the fuck are those people? Silence crickets it's annoying um I do have I mean I say this every single week I write I write the same note down every week it just says Alexi and Frankie with a heart because that's all I need to say sweet angels beautiful mother-son relationship seeing him in those old photos how much he's been through how far he's come was like so moving and I mean she needed the tough love last year from Todd she did she needed that conversation as hard of a conversation that was to watch I can't imagine living it it was necessary like because Todd really does want the best for him for Frankie and coddling him and not allowing him to grow and blossom into whatever that is like it's just not helping him so I'm really glad that Alexia took that conversation to heart I really am I do think some of this episode was kind of filler episode, which is totally fine. These women are working okay? They're working their asses off. They deserve a fucking break sometimes. Sometimes we deserve and us as viewers, I think we deserve this, too, because I think if we were like with hit after hit after hit, we would be exhausted. So I do appreciate like these little filler scenes like I appreciate the scene with Gertie and her family. I loved that. I loved watching her with her boys. I feel so bad for her older son because he's clearly like an awkward teenager who like does not want to be on camera. Um, And I mean, her husband's so hot. I love him and how nerdy he is doing the Star Wars and how his boys were getting involved. Like That was so fun. Um, I'm really I enjoy Gertie. I think she's like a really sweet woman and like I do want the best for her, honestly. Like sometimes she does annoy me, but Ultimately, she's a good person. Um, I want to talk about Julia adopting. So, hmm. I don't fully get it. If I'm being honest, I support her and Martina and whatever they decide to do, but I don't know if this will fix the problem with Julia. I think Julia is like looking for something to do um, because clearly the farm is not enough. Having a wife is not enough. Um, she's getting back into modeling. Um, and you know what? I, I, As far as I know, I don't think she's adopted. And I do know that this is like a long and arduous process. And you know what? If she does, I'm glad that she did clarify that she doesn't want to have like a baby. Like she doesn't want to have like, a, she doesn't want to adopt like an infant. And I Her reasoning, I really loved. I think Julia, again, is, like, such a beautiful person. I just, like, I kind of... I'm not, like, that into her. She's probably my least favorite on the show. And not because I, like, think she's a bad person. Like, nothing like that. I just, like... I want more Martina, to be completely honest. Like, that's where I thrive. I was like, I want to see them together. I want to see them playing tennis. I want Martina yelling at someone on the court. Like, that's what I'm in the mood to watch. Speaking of tennis, you guys have to watch Breakpoint on Netflix. It's so fucking good. It's like, it comes from the producers and creators of the Formula One show on Netflix that I've tried to watch. I'm just, I can't get into it. It's just not my thing. But the tennis one? <gasps> So good. The men are hot, the women are beautiful. Everyone, and Martina's in it. She does have some cameos. And it's just really really good to watch these up-and-coming stars in tennis like take over because now that Serena's not really I don't think. So, I mean, don't quote me on this, but Serena's not playing anymore. I believe she retired. Um Nadal, like all these people are kind of like still in the game and they're still winning, but like these young people are like wanting to take their spot. It's really really good. Anyway, so that's what I would like to see from Julia. Um, I need her to stop bringing out the goat. Honestly, it's like animal cruelty at this point. That fucking goat in his little diapers. I feel bad for him. Like, leave him alone. Get him off TV. This feels like it just doesn't feel right. It just doesn't. You shouldn't. I have a problem with people that dress up their pets like that. I think if you have like a chihuahua and it's winter, you can put a sweater on them. I don't think, you know, you need to put tutus and bow ties and tiaras and, you know, sandals on your dog or your goat. That's just me. But anyway, enough of that. So we're going to Nicole and Anthony's engagement party. She said that they met in Vegas, so they wanted it to be this like gambler theme, fun, sexy, um, you know, she looked absolutely gorgeous. Anthony, he was fine. And he was there. And you know, she's really, really tough on her dad. And you know, relationships with parents can be really tough because ultimately, you have to get to a place where you just accept people for who they are. And that doesn't mean you have to like sit by and just like say, "Okay, I'm going to allow this person to hurt me or anything like that but i do think if you want a relationship with your parent you're they're not going to change so you just kind of have to meet people where they are at sometimes and i think that that is really what you have to do with your your parents um of course if it's like really detrimental to like your mental and emotional health like please like don't do that but i don't know sometimes i i think you have to like put things aside and maybe not put things aside. Like Alexia said, but just accept him for who he is and stop having this expectation that he'll be anything else. Cause I think that that's where the hurt comes from is like you want him and expect him to be like a different type of dad. And he's just not. Um, and I will tell you, is he a toxic mess? Like, absolutely. It's worrisome. Um, but I also am obsessed with watching him. I want him and Aviva's dad to get in a get on screen together. I want those two. I want to see those two pal around Miami. See what those two cats are up to. And like Marisol said, she's like, this is how they used to roll in in Miami in the eighties. Like this is like normal behavior for men in Miami. Like this is not abnormal. And he was having a good time. He was being a little weird with Kiki. I, you know. Nicole just has a lot of hurt and resentment to him, towards him and I do feel for her because that's really hard. It's really hard. She's very hurt by him. Um, anyway, so they're at the party. Everybody's coming, obviously, except for Larsa. And um, I don't really get why Marisol thought it was a good idea to wear white. I don't think she intentionally was like, I'm going to upstage Nicole I genuinely don't think she thought about it. Kind of like Nicole said, Lisa didn't think about wearing black to a memorial service. She wore green. I mean, we all remember when Gertie said, hey, green. So, yeah, I mean, seeing the women there without Larsa, it just didn't feel right. You know, it really didn't. And Alexia fucking hates Nicole. Alexia cannot stand her and it is so blatantly obvious even when she's trying to be quote unquote nice um because the way that she is like you know where there's smoke there's fire nicole about nicole fucking doctors in the hospital like that i almost feel like that's maybe worse than what larsa did (laughs) like to just like basically co-sign what larsa is saying is so crazy To me, and like Marisol was just sitting there, like, oh, like no one knew how to react. And Nicole has again every single right to be upset. She went to school for a long time. She worked her ass off. She to get where she is. Um, so to watch some of these women do like the mental gymnastics of like defending Larsa like wholeheartedly like I I love it because I love it for the show and for us I don't love it for Nicole's like professional life I also don't think what Larsa says will have any like serious weight on Nicole's job um but who knows because I remember Tiffany Moon you know on Dallas made that show rest and never return um said that a lot of people in the hospital had problems with her Like doing show, which is interesting. I think that was also like really during like heavy, heavy COVID era. So I feel like I don't know. I I think it had a lot more to do with like the fact she wasn't really going to be quarantining because you would have to like go to these parties and like do all that. Um, so. I don't know I'm just loving Miami like I'm I love them so much these women just continue to deliver over and over and over again and I can't wait to see where the season takes us I mean the the argument between Alexia and Nicole about this whole fucking in the hospital is so like it's go so much deeper than that for them and i just need to get to the fucking root of it like i need to get to the into the why like i want to get into the minutiae um so i can't wait for that um yeah wow this was a fun episode for me i love talking about all this um i hope you guys enjoyed this episode please rate re- oh my god i just had a stroke. please rate review okay please rate review and subscribe wherever you listen to podcast and i will talked to you guys this week bye and here at media productions